Welcome back. I am excited to introduce to you, Michelle. She is one of our certified SAGE practitioners, an absolutely amazing human being. And we have a really fun interview today. I want to talk to her about an experience she had. Uh, and not only does it have to do with a serial killer, which makes it a little bit interesting, but even more important, we're going to talk about what happens when, as an intuitive, you let go of expectations. So let's dive in. This is your moment. Hi, Michelle. Welcome. I am so excited that you are on here with me today. And I can't wait to talk to you about this because I think it's going to be really helpful for the listeners. So welcome. Hi, Bo. Thanks for having me. It's great to see you. It is great to see you. We see each other all the time. I absolutely love it. Uh, you are such a powerful reader and you are so connected emotionally uh, with intuition and things like this. I love it. And you offer a lot of people guidance with the work you do. I think it's really powerful. But there was this one situation that you experienced that I thought if we could chat about this, I think it would really help the listeners because there's a lot of people out there that struggle with expectations around intuition. And they also struggle with, and I'm relating to this myself, getting answers around these intuitive signs and messages and things that are happening to them. So I want to just kind of sit quiet and I want to give you the floor and have you share this experience with everyone. Okay. No pressure there, Bo. No pressure at all. Ready? Go. Um, go. Okay. Um, as Bo said, I'm Michelle and I'm a SAGE practitioner. And I did have an experience about two years ago now is when it started in which um, I was connecting with my grandma, who I found out in one of our sessions is my guide or one of my guides. And Bo encouraged me to meet up with her in a special place. And so I went and I met up with her there and it was all going well until it wasn't. And all of a sudden, while I was there in my mind, I started having thoughts that weren't my thoughts. They were very negative towards my grandma. And I immediately pulled out and I was like, oh my gosh, what, what just happened? Um, I think I got an attachment, but I never had one. So I didn't know what it felt like, um, but I was busy. My human life was very busy. Um, so hard to explain. I'm sorry. Like I get caught up on, on the details and I don't want to make it too long, the, the backstory. But um, after that meeting, which happened almost two years ago to the date, isn't that, I mean, we've had to reschedule this interview a couple times, but it's happening today. So that all falls into, um, it really does. It's, it's, it's not coincidence. The fact that our schedule landed here, and this is like the two year anniversary of the situation that happened to you, it makes complete sense to me. So you go to connect with your grandmother and all of a sudden you start having kind of different thoughts that aren't really lining up with your normal thinking pattern, which is definitely a sign of getting an attachment. And then you, you're becoming aware that perhaps there's a spirit that's attached to you kind of going along with your day-to-day -day life with you. What were some of the other um, experiences that kind of made you think that maybe you have a spiritual attachment? Um, I just didn't feel like myself, like the thoughts I was having are in no way thoughts I would generally have because they were all 
surrounded in anger towards my grandma, like saying very ugly things to her and towards her. And so again, I, I pulled out of that. And I, I felt really uncomfortable, but life was busy. But then the universe decides, oh, we're going to get your attention on this a little bit more. And my husband and I were driving up to Vegas and I was listening to a podcast and it was on a serial killer from the area that I call home uh, in California. And it was a four part series. And I, I knew there was a serial killer there, but I didn't realize which one it was. So when the story started, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is really interesting. And it got to the second set of victims. And yeah, it was the park my grandma and I met in, the part where I picked up the attachment. Because at the time I picked up the attachment, I couldn't really remember the name of the park. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's where I met my grandma. That's where this started to happen. This is really curious. I, I'm curious about this. Yeah. So you're in the car. You're uh, you're listening to a four-part series in the car on a particular serial killer from California. We'll leave it at that. Um, yes. If people can kind of put two and two together, absolutely. I think that's wonderful, but we'll leave it at that. And then you've you've gone now a period of time with this attachment i just want to take a little snippet in here because people are so curious about spiritual attachments they can uh be attached to you for a period of time and the effects of it can kind of come and go i'm curious if that's what was happening for you where the effects aren't strong enough that you think i got to handle something so bad right now but you, you're able to manage it more. But again, you're having these thoughts of anger and rage and things toward people that you normally wouldn't have. And it's not in character, but it's also not bad enough to really kind of bring it so sharply to your attention. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It would spike. There would be spikes. And as much as I tried to push it down, I couldn't do it. Um, but again, my human life was so busy that it would go up, go up, go up. And then as soon as I tried to ignore it just a little, it would go back down and then just lay there and then trigger again for, for some reason. So you're absolutely right. It wasn't all the time. It just would have spikes. And the more I tried to fight them, the louder they got. So you meet with your grandma, you get this attachment, fast forward a few months and you're in the car, you're listening to this. Um, no, fast forward just four days. Oh, four sorry. Days. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah, this was happening faster. The radio was very quick. The podcast. <laughs> You're right. It's been so long since we've connected on this one. Okay. So in the park with grandma, you pick up the attachment, you can feel it. You're all of a sudden your emotions are out of character, kind of goes up and down for, for a couple of days. And now you're mm -hmm. in the car listening to this series on a serial killer. And they mention the park and then they mention the park that you were at four days ago. Yes. And where I just started feeling bad. And so I knew it was something I needed to pay attention to. Oh yeah. That's a flag. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, we were going to, to Vegas for March Madness and um, I put it on the back burner until I had to drive back home and I'm listening to another part in the series. And I get a phone call from my home back in Alaska. Cause I had, I was going to Arizona, but I have a place back in Alaska and we were supposed to go home, but our flights were canceled, but I forgot to cancel um, someone who was coming to our house to do a service and they were trying to get in. So they called me 
And they're like, how do we get in your house? I said, well, just use the garage door opener. It's bud two. And they're like, oh, that's a two, twos and Zs, Zs and twos, man. You can get those mixed up all the time. And I said, you sure can. Didn't think anything of it, hung up the phone. And that was like the next sentence in the podcast that I was listening to. Mm -hmm. And so then I knew, then I knew there was something there that I needed to take care of. Um, very new to my own spiritual awakening, probably not even a year in yet. So I'm aware I have an attachment. I don't know what to do about it. It's spiking, but not all that often. Well, then fast forward to the summer, we go back home. We're selling our house. I'm going through boxes and I come across a picture of my grandma. And as soon as I saw that picture, bam, it started again. But this time it would not subside. Like those just kept coming up, coming up. I started to feel a little desperate. I started to feel some depression. I started to feel not very happy with myself. Um, we had a practitioner meeting a couple of days later and I'm sitting there listening to all of you ladies that I love so much. And I'm like, I don't even know these people. Like, why am I sitting here with these ladies right now? Got off that call. They were, some friends were throwing me a surprise birthday party. And same thing, I walk in, I'm like, who are these people? Like, why am I here? Like, I don't even know you and I'm here and I'm supposed to be connected and I'm not. So that was really strange. And I went home and cried myself to sleep. Um, I did have a Reiki appointment the next day with Stacy, and she felt the attachment because I told her I thought I had one. And when she came in, she said, okay, we're going to get this out of here. You're going to feel some pulling. You're going to feel some of this, but I know what you're talking about. And so, yeah, I was laying there in meditation and all of a sudden I saw her, she was standing in the room with me. I felt her holding onto my arm and then she was gone. And, and this Stacey, is the spirit. So this is the spirit. This is the attachment. Yes. Yeah. I love how you expressed how you felt with the practice because we have a sage practitioner meeting once a month where we all hang out and connect. It's it's a wonderful, loving kind of hangout that we have as a group. And you didn't feel connected at all. And you've been going to those for couple years. I, and then you go to a friend's house of all bits and you don't feel like you recognize everybody. Again, these are really strong signs of a spiritual attachment. And I just want to ask one quick question kind of for the listeners who might be dealing with spiritual attachments with themselves or someone else. Um, did you have, was there like a little bit of you in there that was watching the larger part of you going the, and the little bit of you is saying, this is weird how I'm reacting. Does that feel right? That does feel right. But not knowing what what to do about it other than say, I know this is not the way I think. I know this is not the way I feel. I love these people. They've always been supportive. I love these other people. They've always been supportive. And here they're throwing me a birthday party to celebrate me. And I just am being so ungrateful. That's not me. And yeah. so I definitely knew something was going on. And that's why that night I felt so desperate. All I could do was cry myself to sleep because why was I feeling like this when that's not how I perceive life or I go through life? Yeah. And that is a direct uh, reaction to sharing energetic space with a spirit. So then you meet with Stacy, another one of our practitioners, absolutely great at doing clearings. And she does the spiritual clearing with you and then you can now, um, this is another thing, it doesn't matter how strong of an intuitive someone is. 
you know, this has happened to me. It's happened to all, all the best intuitives that I know when you get an attachment, sometimes you can't see it. And so then you work with another practitioner like Stacy. Stacy does the clearing with you. And then next thing you know, Stacy successfully does the clearing and you can now see the female spirit who is attached to you in the room. I could. And again, when I, when Stacy pulled me out, she's like, I got to tell you this. I got to tell you about this attachment. And I said, no, you don't. I like, I know exactly who she is. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those times where like a puzzle piece just completely fell into place. And I'm like, you don't have to tell me. I know exactly who she is. And I was so confident in that moment with that and just like overwhelmed too. Like, I cannot believe this happened. She was one of his victims. Like that's who had attached to me. So when I finally settled down a little, I decided to be a computer sleuth and I went on the computer to see what I could find out. And I found out these three things, which more than coincidence, um, the day I first heard the podcast would have been her birthday. Mm -hmm. The day I found the picture of my grandma again would have been the day she passed and she's buried at the same cemetery as my grandma is. And so with those three pieces of information, like beyond a doubt, there's no way. I, I mean, that's not coincidence. And I felt it. I lived through it. I saw her. So I have absolute goosebumps. I, I, yeah. That's one of those moments as an intuitive that you just it all hits you there that is far too aligned to right. be chance right and so now I've spent the last couple of years really trying to figure out what it all means like why this happened and I think you know at first it was I just needed that experience I needed to know what it felt like to have an attachment so I thought maybe my grandma just said okay well you can help her in the process and that's why but since then, I've found out all this other information that keeps tying me back to this serial killer. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it, but I keep getting drawn back into it. And I'm super curious and I'm staying open to it. I have no expectations around it. Just that at some point, maybe all the, the answers will appear, I hope. So not only is this one of those experiences that someone has after they've really stepped into their spiritual path, because that's what was happening for you. You had just stepped into your spiritual path. You started to get your footing. You had the tools that were working for you. And now all of a sudden you run into this situation, which was, it was deep. It was very intuitively connected and it was really heart centered as well. Cause you got to help her. Yes. But, but I would have been, my expectations would have been triggered. They just would have been off the charts. I would have wanted to know everything, had all the answers. How did you manage that? Um, not very well. Um, my human side came out too, but like you said, I want to know everything I can know about this. And so I started doing the research. I've had interactions since then. Um, that just keep leading me down that that path um, of curiosity, wanting to figure it out, but knowing that time will give me the answers and that having to be enough. Can you say a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, so what I've kind of found out since then is time has a funny way of reminding you at anniversaries. So 
again, really involved in my life last year, my human life. And um, all of a sudden, I just got this desire to go back home. I wanted to go back home. I wanted to place uh, flowers at my grandparents' gravesite. I wanted, it was, it's in California. So we were going to make it a vacation. And um, I really wanted to go over July 4th that weekend. I had to be back there for that weekend. And I didn't get it, even though I was so like a year before, so like ingrained in everything at that point, like my human was shown, I didn't get the connection. And um, so much so that like I made a reservation at a place for dinner that was like right across the street where this notorious phone call happened. And like all these things were lining up and I had to stop and pause. I'm like, oh, this is an anniversary. I'm going home in an anniversary time. And that just kind of blew my mind that the universe was putting all of this together. And I sat back and then expectations came in. Yeah. And as soon as they came in, everything started falling apart. I wasn't able to trust myself. I'm like, I wonder what this means. And so I got obsessed with, well, what does this mean rather than let's let it unfold. And as soon as I got in my head about it, like, the restaurant canceled because they were actually closed that day and all these other little things started to happen. So I really did have to release it and just say, I'm going to go there. I'm releasing expectations. Nothing's going to happen. And if it does, it does. And yeah, that's how I had to deal with that. <laughs> I, I struggled with that in the beginning as well. When something would happen, I wanted all the answers around it. What was this about? Who was this connected to? How did this come to be? And I found out eventually, kind of, and this is what's sparking me from what you just shared. I found out eventually that I was just putting a halt to it every time my curiosity came in. It was like intuition when when it starts to flow and things start happening to you, like the amazing situation that unfolded for you. I when these things start to happen, it's like watching a movie. And what we don't realize is that when we, <laughs> it's like watching a movie and saying, um, hold on, pause for a second, because I want to know a little bit more about that last thing that you just said. And you're literally like stopping the movie and, you know, kind of causing everything to, to slow down and not be able to access all the information you want. It can be, it can be hard. Letting go of expectations can actually kind of fast forward intuitive information. Yeah, no, it, it um, it was a hard lesson, but it is. It, it was a lesson because as soon as I let go of that, mm -hmm. um, I didn't get my reservation back because they were closed, but other things unfolded. We had gone up to a winery and at this winery, the theme of the whole thing was light versus dark, good and evil, like clashing. I mean, that's their label. And my husband and I, we were just sitting there and this lady at the table next to us honestly started talking about this serial killer and how she was back there, you know, visiting the different sites. Could I have planned that? No, there's no way that I could have planned that to happen. I didn't bring it up. I didn't suggest it. My husband and I weren't having to talk about it, but she just started talking about, it. I swear you should have seen the look on my husband's face. He's like, you have got to be kidding me right now. And I'm like, I don't know what to say, but this is really cool. So can't make this yeah. stuff up. I, I can't make this stuff up. Can't make this stuff up. I love this. Thank you for sharing this story. Yeah, no, it just, it keeps unfolding. I just found out recently before my aunt passed away that my grandpa actually worked on the case. So like there's all these tie-ins <laughs> that, that just keep going. 
and I'll stay curious. I'll stay open to what has to be. Yeah. Be unfolded, I guess. I love this. And, you know, a great takeaway from this is let time unfold at the perfect pace for it to unfold. And that's where you get the most information. But I love having moments like that where you just think to yourself, you can't make this up. It just. No, and it was so much growth in that too, because we question ourselves so much and we're like, oh, that's just a coincidence. But when it all lines up, you just really have to remember, like, trust yourself because they're going to guide you where you need to be and just enjoy the ride, enjoy it unfolding. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. I think that's the best piece of advice ever. Enjoy the ride. Because when you have that joy and curiosity and interest instead of, you know, struggle, you're raising your vibration and then opening up to more that can come through. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. No, thank you for everything you've taught me to move away a little bit from my type A personality and move more into letting it unfold. Doesn't come naturally. So thank you. I I love it so much. There's so many people in this age community that can relate to being type A or wanting all the answers or things like that. We're we're a very cool bunch. We could say it that way. (laughs) I think we are. Yeah, I think we are. Well, Thank you for sharing this with everyone today. And I, and I'm glad because I think people can really take away from it and relate to it as well. Uh, I'll make sure, I want to make sure to put your information in the links because like I said, in the beginning, uh, you're an amazing reader. And as far as guidance and clarity goes, you deliver that hand over hand for people, you know, just it's just a wonderful thing. And so if people want to reach out to you, I want to make sure that they have that connection to be able to do that. So thank you for being here with me. I think you're absolutely amazing. And we'll talk again in the future. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by The Sage Method, the most comprehensive and down-to-earth intuitive development training available. Is this your year? Is it finally your time to increase your intuition bring in more abundance, and experience the bliss you deserve? If yes, then join thousands of students across the world for a seven-week journey to uncover your natural, beautiful, and strong intuition. Visit us at thesagemethod.com for more information.